0: And now, chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. You know, I can't get this story out of my head. A passenger on board a Lufthansa flight from Thailand to Germany died, which is really sad, after his fellow travelers watched in horror as blood gushed out of his mouth and nose. Uh, That does not sound like a fun flight. In fact, I don't know why the plane took off at all. The the unidentified 63-year-old German man was seen boarding the Airbus A380 in Bangkok shortly before midnight, visibly sick with cold sweats and breathing much too quickly. At first, his wife claimed they had to rush to catch a flight, so that's why he's not feeling well. Don't worry about it. But one of the fellow passengers, Karen Misfelder, a nursing specialist from the University Hospital in Zurich, said that, uh, but after watching him for a few moments, uh, I informed the flight attendant, maybe he needs to be examined by a doctor. (laughs) Uh, okay, so a young Polish man answered the call. I don't know if he was a doctor. Apparently, he just said, you know, oh, yeah, I'm a doctor. And he said, uh, how are you feeling? I felt his pulse. He said he was okay. <laughs> we need a doctor. Yeah, i check him out. But after watching the man after a few minutes, uh, they gave him some tea. But he had already spit blood into the bag that his wife held out for him. Oh, no. Now, soon after that, blood started spilling out of his mouth and nose. It was absolute horror. Everyone was screaming. Yeah, no kidding. I don't even know how the plane took off or why the plane took off. So, about a half hour afterward, flight attendants tried to perform CPR, which didn't work, and it was you know hopeless. So the, they claimed that the man lost liters of blood, some of which splattered the walls of the plane. <laughs> oh, no. Then uh, he finally went still, and the captain, captain announced, yeah, uh, we lost him. Uh, he's dead. And it was dead quiet on board. Get it? <laughs> it was dead quiet on board. The staff then carried the man's body into the galley of the plane as the plane turned and headed back to Thailand. I would not have carried that guy. Uh, he lays right there. He stays where he lays. <laughs> I'm not touching him. And uh, everybody can walk around him or go out the back when we land, but stay away from him. So then they landed and the passenger said we had to wait two hours without any guidance from the airline before they were finally booked on another flight to germany with a stopover in hong kong i still have the question of why this plane took off at all uh this man was looking that bad and feeling that bad and split up into a bag with blood and then we just took off yeah don't worry about it we got a sick guy up here but we'll be fine just take off (laughs) oh uh, okay now there's no mention Uh, how long it took to clean the plane, if the plane is still being used. Do we have uh, a check on all the other passengers to see if any of them are sick from this guy's blood, the liters of blood that was spit everywhere and on the plane's walls? Uh, no we don't have any I guess guess we'll find out if we have contact tracing on the passengers we have all their names and uh, you know where they were headed so maybe we we do have that information but I would say that this plane I know we have a lot of problems with airplanes these days uh, with nuts and bolts and doors opening maybe we just pull this Lufthansa Airbus A380 off to the side at the airport and burn it There she goes. Yep, too bad. What a shame. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Speaking of burning things, uh, scientists (laughs) have found four black eggs that they brought to the surface in the oceanic abyss, from the oceanic abyss, Inside the eggs, they encountered a worm creature they didn't know existed. What are we doing? What are we doing? During a robotic exploration of the ocean's abyssopelagic zone, scientists discovered never before seen. Black jet black eggs attached to a rock. So instead of saying, Hey, why don't we just go ahead and leave that there? No, we can't do that. So we know that uh, these eggs belong to a flatworm, an animal usually associated with more shallow waters, but these were previously unknown to science. Yeah, the scientist was like, "Yeah, we weren't sure what they were." And uh, look, I was controlling uh, the uh, the remote vehicle, and uh, I opted. You know what? Let's take them back. Let's take them back and take a look at them. Okay, let's bring them up to topside and take a look at them. Oh, okay. So now we realized uh, once we got them uh, topside that uh, the eggs were in fact cocoons containing a handful of flatworms. I'd never seen flatworm cocoons, said one scientist, and I didn't know what cocoons looked like. I thought they were, you know, something different, but uh, you know, who knew? So under the stereo microscope, I cut one of them, and a milky liquid-like thing leaked from it. Have we not seen the end of this movie already? I know. And so after blowing the milky thing, I found fragile white bodies in the shell and first realized that it was the cocoon of play helmets. <laughs> no. Thank you. Okay, this you want to talk about uh, what needs to be done here, wherever these flatworms are and their milky substance. <laughs> uh, how about we burn it? Yeah, there she goes, the old lab. Sorry. Wish uh, we probably should have uh, tested it. I don't know in a submarine below the oceans. Surface so that if uh, the wh- white milky substance leaks out, at least we can you know blow up the submarine and it's not loose here above ground. <laughs> if there was if there was ever a time where you needed a personalized emergency kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections, uh, now would be the time, and that would be the Jace. Case, which you can get at JaceMedical.com You can also get a discount by using The promo code Jeffy but most importantly You can get your case At JaceMedical.com Uh, The personalized emergency kit, as I said, contains five essential antibiotics. uh, And Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. They've even added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. Plus, you can buy a gift card now for your family or loved ones so that they can get a Jace case of their own and personalize it to their needs. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during, you know, the unexpected like when scientists bring stuff up from the ocean that they don't know what it is. Stuff like that. Sure, there are disruptions in medical treatments going on now. Sure, there's record high shortages of drugs. Sure, there's rationing of vital medications. Yeah, but there's also scientists bringing things up from the ocean that they don't know what it is. Go to jacemedical.com today. Enter the code Jeffy to get that discount at checkout, jasemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. Keeping with our Burn It theme today so far, <laughs> a crowd in San Francisco vandalized a Waymo self-driving car carrying no passengers, thankfully, on Saturday night, breaking a windshield and setting it on fire. Once the firefighters got the situation under control, only a burned husk of the Waymo remained. <laughs> According to... It's not funny. It is not funny at all. Destruction of property. According to Waymo, the self-driving car was navigating through Chinatown at about 9 p.m. when it was suddenly surrounded by a crowd. Members of the crowd defaced the vehicle and threw a firecracker inside, which then set it on fire. There were no injuries, and they reported uh, that the cause of the fire was currently under investigation. Yeah, it was someone who threw a firecracker or some other burning object into the car. And then it started to burn. Now everybody just sat back and watched it burn. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, what are you going to do? They said that they nobody did anything. What are you going to do? Uh, the car was surrounded by a group of people, and it started on fire. Once it started on fire, what are you going to do? Uh, nothing is what you're going to do. You're going to sit back and watch it burn. And that's exactly what they did. Now, remember... Uh, a few days ago, the Waymo self driving car hit a bicyclist in San Francisco. I think that was a strange incident, too. It was dragged, uh, dragged a pedestrian, that whole incident. Those are, you know, the, the cars were actually doing what they were supposed to do. Um, and I, I know we got into that. We talked about that on earlier shows, right? The person who got hit by the uh, autonomous vehicle was hit because someone else, a human driver, hit. The person the person flew in front of the autonomous cruise vehicle and the cruise vehicle tried to stop and that's what dragged the human. It, the, the car did what it was supposed to do. That wasn't the car's fault. But I digress. This is more about the burning of the car in Chinatown. So f- just burn it all down. That's where we're at. That's sad, but that is where we're at. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, during uh, the holdup, someone in a white hoodie jumped on the hood of the car and uh, broke the windshield. The crowd was shocked, and people started paying attention to what was happening and gathering around the car. Someone else jumped on the hood, and a group of people started clapping and encouraging the behavior. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And then uh, once we started, uh, once it started to burn, yeah, we're just going to let it burn. Just. Let it burn. I don't think the new safety chief, I'm sorry, chief safety officer at General Motors could have stopped this particular vehicle from burning. Uh, Cruz, the troubled General Motors autonomous vehicle unit, uh, unit, has just hired the veteran automotive and technology company safety official for the critical position of chief safety officer steve kenner he's held top safety positions at multiple companies over nearly four decades so congratulations to him and i hope that uh you know everything works out at general motors he's uh he seems to seemingly can't hold a job uh he was a president vice president of uh, kodiak a self-driving truck company he also held leadership positions at apple uber and aurora Uh, that uh, those are companies that Aurora makes uh, hardware and software for autonomous trucks and he started his career as an engineer at General Motors so and then he worked as a safety director for Ford so good luck to Steve Kenner but uh, man can you hold down a job and speaking of holding down jobs, I see where uh, Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash drivers are going to go on strike. Right? They're going to go on strike tomorrow, which is Valentine's Day. And they're going on strike because they are seeking fair pay. That's it. I mean, that's what they're going on strike for. Seeking fair pay. Isn't that what everyone goes on strike for? So this is the first since Uber and Lyft uh, went public in 2019. Drivers will picket outside airports and Uber offices. Oh. Okay, uh, I thought that uh, Liv said they were going to pay the difference if drivers made less than 70% of what riders paid after external fees. Yeah, we don't care. Uh, it's not good enough. It's never enough. I mean, Liv said we're constantly working to improve the driver experience. <laughs> are you? Are you? So uh, the drivers are considered independent contractors. I mean, isn't everyone these days? And they've accused the platforms of taking disproportionately high amounts of as commissions? Yeah, well, I'm sure sh- I would be shocked if that isn't true. So the Justice for App Workers Coalition, I, I mean, I need to look into the Justice for App Workers Coalition, representing about 130,000 drivers and delivery workers, said its drivers would not provide rides to and from airports between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. in ten. US cities that's only a couple hours what are we what are we doing uh, by not paying our drivers a livable wage drivers are barely able to afford the bare necessities i know but i thought this was a side job uh, this is what we're doing, right? This is this was supposed to be a side job. So more and more people are using this as full-time platforms, and they want to uh, they want to increase their pay. The algorithmic pricing, uh, say drivers have seen an incredible decrease in their pay. That is probably true. I'm, I'm I'm almost on their side, but they need to strike for more than a couple hours. Make it make it hurt a little. You could quote me on that. Make it hurt a little. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Alright, uh, sad news or good news, either way you look at it, uh, Powerball, there was no winner last night, so it rolls over. There's no jackpot winner. Uh, $285 million is the jackpot now with $137.7 million cash payout. The next drawing is... Valentine's Day, Wednesday, the 14th of 2024. If you're listening live, today is the 13th of February, 2024. So it could bring someone a happy Valentine's Day to win a $285 million jackpot. Tonight would be a better Valentine's Day because uh, Mega Millions is worth uh, $425 million for the jackpot, $202.0 million on the cash payout. So good luck. I hope someone Like me, has a happy Valentine's Day. I I was looking at a story from uh, Eric Idle, well, about Eric Idle, the Monty Python star, and the story is like he's continued to work at the age of eighty, and he claims, "Yeah, I'm still working because I need the money." Okay, (laughs) a series of his posts on X, and in this story, can we stop? This is uh, it's long enough. All right, it's been long enough. Formerly Twitter. We don't need to say that anymore. Just stop it. Posts on X. You can talk about tweets on X. You can talk about posts on X, but you don't need to say formerly Twitter. Stop it. This article is from The Guardian. Stop it. You don't need to do that anymore. So, anyway, uh, he goes in on his posts. I don't know why people always assume we're loaded. Python is a disaster. Spamalot made money 20 years ago. I have to work for my living. Not easy at this age. Oh, okay. So he created the medieval musical Spamalot, which earned all kinds of awards. Uh, he also appeared in Shrek the 3rd of 2007, Monty Python Live alongside uh, some of the troupe in 2014. Based on much of the last decade in Los Angeles, Idol also thanked his followers for the kind words and encouragement it means a great deal to me. He also seemed surprised by the downturn in their fortunes after the success of Monty Python. We own everything we ever made in Python. I never dreamed that at this age the income streams would tail off so disastrously. when asked if a Netflix documentary would help he said F documentaries <laughs> and the streaming company so I'm guessing talks did not go well with uh, Netflix I also said uh, I'm fine I'm engaged in writing it's the thing I do and like the most Creating a new show, something that feels so completely normal. Been doing it since 1963. I've learned a lot, but then I've had some great mentors. In September of 2022, he survived pancreatic cancer, which is really incredible. Uh, People do not survive that. Uh, He received a rare early diagnosis. Okay, so that's pretty incredible. People normally do not survive that. And he appeared on the celebrity singing show, The Masked Singer. Um, He said he appeared alongside Graham Chapman, The Faulty Tower star John Cleese, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, uh, they founded the comedy True back in 69. Yeah, Chapman is dead, and so is Jones. In 2013, Monty Python and the Holy Grill won a high court royalty fight with the comedy team. Yeah, so they got money from that. He also talked about how he had to sell his home last year because apparently he could not afford it to live there anymore. I hope, I hope that he got the most for his money when he sold his home. And by that, I mean he should have used realestateagentsitrust.com. Because when you absolutely, positively have to buy or sell a home, uh, sometimes you just have to, you want Real Estate Agents I Trust on your side. It's Glenn's company, and he started a long time ago because he was tired of dealing with incompetent real estate agents. And he figured, you know what? Uh, Other people might be as well. So let's face it. Buying and selling a home really... uh, you know is not fun. Uh in fact, it really sucks. Uh it's a lot of work, it can really be confusing and you don't want to be making a lot of mistakes in this economy. The agents they work with are the best in your area. They're the top sellers, they know the lay of the land and the best practices to get you and your family where you need to go whether it's across the street or across the country. Most of these agents are fans of the show. So you'll have something in common uh, just to start off. So do yourself and your family a favor and check them out today. Real Estate Agents I Trust. I mean, really, the, na- <laughs> really, the name says it all, doesn't it? Real Estate Agents I Trust. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com So it looks like uh, Roger Goodell was right when he predicted 200 million viewers for the Super Bowl. According to Nielsen, more than 200 million viewers tuned in for at least part of the game across all networks. That's up 10% from last year's 184 million. Now they ranked the audience at 123.5. Four million viewers on CBS, Nickelodeon, Univision, and digital platforms including NFL Plus which is up 7% from last year's uh, audience of 115.1 million on Fox. So there was a number of people (laughs) watching the game. In fact, they claim now it's the second most watched TV program in history. Uh, The first place, I guess, was the 1969 Apollo 11 moon landing. Sure, if you say so. If you want me to believe more people watched the moon landing than watched the Super Bowl. Okay, sure. All right. I believe you. No problem. (laughs) Now, they claim, you know, this was because of the Swifties. So, that's very possible that it could be because of the Swifties. But, man... The NFL is on fire. No, I don't need to hear the fire sound effect. I don't want to burn the NFL. But we are using uh, fire as a theme for today's broadcast. That's for sure. Then I see where movies, uh, theaters, uh, took a beating this weekend. Right? Super Bowl weekend. uh, Taking in only $40 million. Uh, That's the lowest uh, lowest box office for a Super Bowl weekend in more than 30 years, not counting the pandemic year because most cinemas were closed. So no one went to the theaters. Maybe that's because there's, I don't know, no movies to watch. I guess uh, Argyle uh, won the weekend at uh, $6.5 million. And uh, I, I really don't know about argyle um i guess it's a big budget argyle place number one so honestly i don't know anything about argyle it's uh matthew vaughn's big budget uh film and it uh has 28.1 million so far domestic total it's apple original films and distribution partner universal Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I have seen the trailers for this. The uh, spy action comedy film directed and produced by Matthew Vaughn, as I said. Uh, the film features an ensemble cast that includes Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, Henry Cavill, Sophia Boutella, Dua Lipa, Rariana Debose, John Cena, Samuel L. Jackson. Wow, it's a monster cast. Uh, The plot centers on a reclusive author who is drawn into the world of spies and espionage after she realizes that a new spy novel she is writing mirrors real-world events. So it must not be that good. Sorry. Let me know when I can watch it for free or just partially free since it'll be on a platform that I pay for already. Let me know when I can watch it there. Who died today? Who died today? Bob Edwards, Bob Edwards, veteran NPR broadcaster and longtime morning edition host, dead at the age of 76. He was a Peabody winner and a member of the Radio Hall of Fame, and remembered as a trusted voice in the lives of millions of public radio listeners. So, Bob Edwards, uh, dead at the age of 76 no cause of death was shared so it wouldn't be that it couldn't be that otherwise they would have said it right right i mean according to family and friends he died peacefully with his daughters and his wife at his side so couldn't be that (laughs) otherwise they would have they would have said it in their statement right All right. Listen, he understood the intimate and distinctly personal connection with audiences that distinguishes audio journalism from other mediums. And for decades, he was a trusted voice in the lives of millions of public radio listeners. Now, I will say this. uh, He may have been a voice in the lives of millions of public radio listeners. I don't know that he was a trusted voice, but he was a voice. (laughs) in the lives of millions uh, of public radio listeners. So rest in peace, uh, Bob Edwards, uh, Hall of Fame, Radio Hall of Fame member, uh, dead at the age of 76. There's one thing that, uh, you know, may make us, uh, you know, live longer. Uh, Doomsday Seaweed Farm. (laughs) A recent study found that the resilient seaweed could be a viable food source for humans should uh, you know nuclear war cause a sudden reduction in sunlight wrecking most of other forms of agriculture I will say this uh, I was forced to eat seawe seaweed in my life. Uh, my first wife uh, you know enjoyed it and said you know it was good for you and we had to eat seaweed so I ate seaweed and uh, I disagree. Uh-huh completely with it uh tastes good that's good it may be good for you uh you know it might be a way to survive i'm guessing you know if if we're under the cloud of the nukes (laughs) okay you know what i'm hungry go ahead and give me some seaweed but uh, these people are all looking for money To uh, create a doomsday seaweed farm. So good luck to uh, the seaweed farm agricultural community. I want nothing but the best for you. Uh, Then I see where this uh, guy in the United Kingdom, a British bodybuilder, said that uh, his way of feeling better and uh, stronger and faster Uh, isn't uh, anything other than eating a daily brick of butter. Oh, nice. Now this I could do. I think I might be able to pull this off. I'd rather have this than seaweed. Okay? So he's got an aggressive eating plan. This 28-year-old man, Jonathan Griffiths, the Dorset, England man, uh, puts down one and a half pounds of meat half a liter of raw milk four ounces of cheese and four eggs a day my first meal of the day is whey, raw milk and cheese he's 241 pounds 6 foot 1 I'm quite a heavy chap I need a lot of food he dodges fruits and vegetables like they're the plague uh, noticed that the carnivore diet on YouTube 2020 and never looked back now a lot of experts Here's 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 what they're saying Oh, they've warned against the regime oh no really yeah uh it's you shouldn't be doing that for yourself oh okay now apparently uh this man uh griffiths uh under endured a rugby induced spinal injury and he had surgery for it and he claimed that after the spine fusion procedure In 2022, his special eating habits are helping him through the recovery. I have less pain and stiffness in my neck. I'm able to move more freely and comfortably. My performance is better. Anyone experiencing any health issues should have started this diet yesterday. Okay. Then he said that uh, this special diet also helps ward off cravings. And uh, I used to feel guilty and sluggish after a chocolate bar. Not anymore, though. I enjoy a butter bite snack by melting down a brick of butter and freezing it. He'll eat it later. Ooh, and he pretends it's chocolate. (laughs) That's what we need to do. We're pretending bricks of cheese are chocolate. Man, does that sound good. Doesn't it? Come on now. Oh, you melt down the butter and then freeze it and then just pretend it's chocolate. Doesn't get much better than that, does it? (laughs) No. No, it doesn't. And then you've got the one and a half pounds of meat and half a liter of raw milk and cheese and eggs. Hey, now, that's the way to start your day. In fact, that may be his, his daily motto. Hey, now. This is the way to start the day. Speaking of the UK, I see where they have done a study. They uh, did analysis of around 1,500 blood proteins and identified biomarkers that can be used to predict the risk of developing dementia up to 15 years before diagnosis. Now, these findings were reported in Nature Aging, and I'm I'm a huge fan of Nature Aging. I haven't received my latest copy yet. But uh, there are steps toward a tool that scientists have been in search of for decades. Blood tests that can detect Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia at a very early pre-symptomatic stage. Researchers screened blood samples for more than 50,000 healthy adults in the U.K., uh, Biobank, 1,417 of whom developed dementia in a 14-year period, they found that high blood levels of four proteins, the GFAP, the NEFL, the GDF15, and the LTBP2, were strongly associated with dementia. So I say boo to the GFAP, NEFL, GDF15, and the LTBP2. Uh studies uh are required if they are to intervene with disease modifying therapies at the very earliest stages. Yeah duh. So according to the WHO, the World Health Organization, not the band, more than fifty-five million people worldwide currently live with dementia. So if they can I mean if they can find something that would uh you know, if they say, Ooh, you've got a high level of GFAP. Now there's they didn't say here Okay, so for some participants who developed dementia, blood levels of these proteins were outside normal ranges more than 10 years before the symptom onset. Okay, so, but they didn't say, like, if I I have... a normal range of GFAP, but an abnormal range of NEFL or gdf 15 or LTBP2. Do I have to have abnormal ranges in all of those or one of those? Uh, that's what I mean. Oh, that's what they're studying, Jeff. Okay, well, good luck with that because I want them to solve that problem because we want uh, dementia diagnosis and we'd want it now. That's my... My motto, we want dementia diagnosis and we want it now. So for the past week, all I saw was headlines. Uh, Tiger Woods is going to announce something. Tiger Woods is going to announce something. Did you see his cryptic tweet? Yes, about his new... probably going to be about his new apparel brand. Well, it was. He announced it yesterday. Uh, he announced that he is going to partner with TaylorMade. And it's going to be Sunday Red. With the tiger logo. Uh, it looks like uh, infused bones of a tiger. Really cool looking actually logo. Sunday Red. No word on what uh, amount of money this is going to bring to all of them. Uh, but uh, what a great deal for him. Sunday Red. Great ad from the website. And it's going to be coming in May of this year. Sunday Red. So look for uh, Sunday Red <laughs> apparel. And that tiger logo. Wherever uh, sports apparel and uh, golfing apparel is sold, because uh, it is going to be everywhere starting in May, and it'll probably be everywhere before then. Really cool looking logo though; I like it a lot. I mean, it's going to be worth it. it's going to be worth a lot. I know, you know, they cut the they cut the Nike deal, and now he's made his big deal with Taylor Made and uh, the Tiger Woods brand, Sun Day red he had uh, the announcement he had mannequins outfitted with the brands you know hoodies polos outerwear and hats it's gonna be it's gonna be huge and uh i'm wish i was part of it but i'm not i and first tiger are you gonna have fat guy (laughs) fat guy sizes probably not uh sunday red will probably not have fat guy sizes so you'll be stuck with wearing the hat and you'll like it okay and you know, I got an email from Robert. Uh, you can email the show anytime. Chewing the Fat at Chewing the Fat at com. You can reach out on social media too. I'm on X at Jeffy JFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can uh, follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat at com. You can even uh, follow me and or order a cameo from me at Jeffy on Cameo. That, of course, is not free, but it is a way to. Uh, to make things happen. Because Cameo is my pimp. I digress. I got an email from Robert. Uh, and he is commenting about uh, the story that I did about uh, Herkel Dirkeling and bed rotting. And I said in the story that I really wasn't a fan of bed rotting. Uh, so his email is, Are you insinuating that a man whose goal was to appear on my 800-pound life and be craned out of the house is not a fan of bed Bed running, asking for a friend. Oh, so Robert wasn't asking; he was asking for a friend. So I, Robert, thank you for asking for your friend. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. (laughs) Uh, I did at one point have a goal of being craned out of my home. Uh, I thought that that was a legitimate goal. Uh, I don't have that goal anymore. I did, in fact, uh, you know, the 800-pound life, man. I don't know that I ever actually. Uh, seriously thought about being on my 100 pound life it really is just an amazing show i haven't watched in a while i watch it from time to time you know to feel better about myself now bed rotting is a different thing now i guess i am a fan uh, of you know maybe chair rotting uh tilt back chair rotting just not bed rotting uh you know you lay down in bed your shoulders hurt your back hurts and you Neck hurts, your knees hurt, but if you're in the tilt, so maybe I'm I'm a fan of tilt back chair rotting. (laughs) Just tell your friend that. Tell your friend I'm not a fan of bed rotting, but I am a, a fan of chair rotting. Oh, it is. It's Fat Tuesday, right? Yes, we're celebrating uh, the final day before Christian fasting and religious observance period of Lent begins. So it's the culmination of carnival season, uh, which begins on January 6th, which is the 12th day after Christmas and ends the day before Ash Wednesday. So Fat Tuesday uh, going on right now in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, There'll be partying down there all day long um we'll see i guess uh new orleans is uh, you know new orleans I mean, you think of fat tuesday you think of new orleans but mobile alabama uh claims to have hosted the first mardi gras okay calm down mobile uh <laughs> calm down so new orleans mardi gras focused uh yeah social clubs known as cruise yeah that's the way those parties work and it is the uh, the t- culminate carnival season and there's several. Well, there's going to be parades and floats, and it's Fat Tuesday, so you gotta just eat as much as possible. <laughs> I was looking at some of the made-up holidays. This is not made up at all. Don't don't think to yourself, wait, uh, Fat Tuesday and Mardi Gras are made up. No, they are not. But there are plenty of made-up holidays from television shows like Festivus and Best Friends Day and McCullough. Uh, no, Merlin Peen Federation Day and Trash Giving <laughs> Trash Giving from Sesame Street, Federation Day go ahead take a guess, Star Trek that's right, uh, Merlin Peen 30 Rock uh, The O.C. had uh, Chris Maka and uh, Best Friends Day, Spongebob Squarepants and Festivus best known from Seinfeld so those are your made up holidays but that is not Mardi Gras Mardi Gras is not a made-up holiday. Okay, this is the final day today. Meanwhile, the Christians fasting and religious observance when Lent begins, and that's exactly what all those partiers in New Orleans—that's what they're thinking of, right? Right. <laughs>